What's going on? I'm Vince Mancini, and you're listening to the Film Drunk Frotcast, coming at you not live from the Frot Quarter. Back at it again! In L.A., uh, sitting to my diagonal is the formerly irregular regular, now the regular regular, Mr. Matt Lee. Hey, what's up? My poos are solid in 2019. Oh, that's something that everybody dreams of. Yeah, um, I, I made it. And joining us late, Mr. Joe Sinclitico. Alan Alda Jimmy Dean on the cover of a pussy cream. <laughs> cool, cool. And from the Round Ball Rock podcast, Mr. Joey Devine. Hi, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. okay. It was bad sequencing on, on Vince's part. You start with Joey Devine, and then you get into Joe Sinclair. Yeah, the pussy yeah. cream. Then the pussy cream. You can't open with that. Um, we had my favorite. Uh, well, we're going to talk some movies. We got. Yeah, because we're a movie podcast. We are a movie podcast. But first. You are? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First. Contrary we- to popular opinion, we talk about movies sometimes, and that makes us the film drunk broadcast. That's right. We're mostly. The drunk part hasn't happened uh, as much. Uh, of late, being well, that uh, you 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 constantly have sober people on this podcast, it's but true. It, but you told me that it wasn't supposed to be that you're a film dr- and a drunk, but rather that you're getting like film, you're yeah, drunk, you're like on, drunk film. on film, punch drunk, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah punch yeah. drunk, but film drunk, yeah, yeah no, I got it. it, yeah, get you it. You watch so many films that your mind gets all weird, and yeah, then right. all girls look delicious, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, you got yeah. film goggles, that's yeah. right, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about local news for a second oh thank god this is my favorite local news blooper in like a long oh long, this is amazing long, long i know time. exactly what you're about to put um in. there's a police officer that had died which is sad but then there's a sure. clip which is not sad to say their final goodbyes to this fallen louisville police officer dd mega doo i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> wait wait what is her what's what's the police officer's actual name mega doo doo oh, wait how close are we her name, her name it's not close at all her name her name is deirdre mangado yeah, that's. I mean, that's fairly close to Mega Doo Doo. How is it spelled? Is it spelled? Sorry, immediately after. It's so fucking great. I'm sorry. She might as well. Oh my god. Her first name is just Deirdre. D e i d r e. The two and last name is M e n g e d o h t. Mega Doo. I I don't know how you get Mega Doo Doo from that. Mega Doo Doo. To say their final goodbyes. This fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. <laughs> that- I'm sorry, Mangoo-Doo. <laughs> and then she fucks it up again. I'm sorry, Mangoo-Doo. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So a I- fallen soldier in Iraq died today. <laughs> Wingy, uh, come and stick. Come on face. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh. Robert, dude, mangle tits. No, fuck. You're not even getting it right because, like, yeah. you're getting the first name correct. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Robert. It would be like Bo- Bobo Gapey Pussy Hole. Fuck. Mega, I can't. Mega Doo Doo. Will you please Photoshop in what you think Officer Mega Doo Doo looks like into that graphic? It's just that like swirl brown ice cream yeah. emoji. Yeah. It's also just like the, the perfect gun. storm of something that you're absolutely not supposed to be allowed to laugh yeah. at. Combined with a name that you couldn't possibly I not can't, laugh at. I can't imagine how mortified she was to realize mm-hmm. she had mangled. 
Mrs. Uh, <laughs> Officer Megadudu's name so badly. Holy shit! Anyway, what, you think that was a like a prompter error, or you think that no, she because she, she had you one could of those mini she, strokes. They have the name, and it's really tough. And you could tell she's starting to read the name. There's like a hesitation right before she yeah. says it, and she's like, uh, "Mega do do fuck." Oh damn it! <laughs> she straight up says "mega doo doo," <laughs> and and the thing it's got to be twice as stressful to be a news anchor now because they all know this is going on. Like, yeah. my girlfriend literally sat around the other day and watched three hours straight of it was a news anchor supercut. Yeah. Oh, of bloopers. Bloopers. Yeah. I've oh seen yeah, those. yeah. There's just I love three, those. three There's hours, like twenty minutes. Yeah. And she just never. It was she was completely entertained the whole time. No, they're, they're, it doesn't. It doesn't get old. It's it's always the best thing the, ever. It well, is also, the best thing ever like because the, they're a bunch of fucking robots. I mean, yeah. their whole job is like it's putting a human in a in a place that at some point they're all going to be replaced with robots who are right, just right. going to be Same reading stuff. the news. I yeah, mean, the no. entire job makes no sense. And this girl is like a perfect example where. It's like a hot 22-year-old. Yes. 20, it's like someone that's really young. Like only newscasters are only very young right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so all the local news, it's like some hot 22-year-old who um, is uh, like copying the affect of, you know, like a 65-year-old because yeah. that's probably her audience. Right, and then well, she's, that's the voice. And then she's like play, play acting in this, uh, the dress of someone in like a 50s sitcom right. where like the dude wears like a fedora to work or right. something. Well, they're all being 1950s newscasters. Yes. Because local It hasn't news... evolved since No, then. it hasn't. It's it's like you're, it's when you go into an airplane and you're like, really? There's still a bunch of ashtrays for cigarettes? Yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. updated yeah, this? Yeah, they still tell you how to use the seatbelt? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but if they tried to update it, it it would be even worse it because would be. it would be like, would hey, be, what's up, YouTubers. cool yeah. it'd, be, it'd be Vice, <laughs> yeah. basically. It's like, I'm here with a white supremacist and I have incredibly big frames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, but I it's have just, really big frames and we can't get Wi-Fi out here. It's really weird. I, 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 just mouth agape. Oh, what is it? That poor lady, she does... Excellent work. She really does. She does excellent like, work on just Vice. The frames. But close your mouth. It's the frames and like the the mouth half open. Like I just ate an entire egg. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like the male equivalent of her, where there's that guy. I think his name's like Thomas something. He went to um, Mauritania, I think, where they have they have the ceremony to like fatten up the bride before the wedding, uh-huh. where they just like feed him nothing but camel's milk. Yeah. And he did that for like a week. God, damn. And then they like weighed him again, again, and he's like the most, like the smallest, just like, a feet little, a feet like, little guy, like yeah. the most, you know, just the ultimate stereotype of like a, a you Brooklyn know, hipster, a Brooklyn hipster, and like they they put, they weighed him, and he's like, wow, you gained six pounds, you're up to one twenty six now, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And I was like, oh, just pushed Could over you by guys a small just vice, just be less vice somehow, yeah, yeah, just yeah. be a little less vice. But yeah, right. what's weird about vice is like it. They don't even those reporters. Their like looks and like style thing. They don't even track with like what real hipsters yeah, are yeah, yeah. now. Like they're not like the crystal hipsters. Right. It still seems like they're going to hold steady shows in like right. two thousand six. Yeah. yeah, they're still at, like, super into Karen Pool. They're into Interpol and yeah. the Strokes, and yeah. you're just like, I don't think this is the same like, hipster. Yeah, it's not even necessarily on brand hip anymore. But no matter what that first shot of them is jarring because they yeah. all just have like an inexplicably aggressive look. They're some aggressive kind. clowns. Like yeah. just the one guy who has just like a crazy high, like high top mm-hmm. fade that's like seven inches off his head or something where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
hey guys, today we're in Peru and we're going to show the locals how to use an Oculus Rift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, what were the movies that you said that you've seen this year? Should we do bet favorite movie of the year? You guys have all seen enough at this point, right? Yeah. Like top five? Or yeah. Yeah. Top three. Let's hey, say. we're okay, doing a okay. list. Top three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Number mm-hmm. two, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. <laughs> number one, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Okay. Damn. Okay. All right. Bam, bam, bam. You like Strong that opinions on Mamma Mia. <laughs> Can I, I ask, c- is it new music by ABBA in the second one? Dude, I can't. Even, I couldn't even get through the fucking trailer to that movie. It makes me so mad. <laughs> like, irrationally yeah. mad. And what is it about ABBA? So you dislike it. Uh, so you're being yeah, I, yeah, I've never I've never I don't think he I got to the point know of really disliking he's kind of just like this is not for me this is so yeah. not for me yeah. yeah but have you seen it the first Mamma Mia no it just makes me think like it. it's like it, to me it looks like a musical love actually you haven't yeah. lived until you've seen Pierce Brosnan singing Fernando or whatever oh, he sings Jesus. it's really bad yeah I, I, I don't know. like musicals in general like me I didn't either. like Mary Poppins I will I never music. get into Hamilton. Oh, I try to you're listen wrong. <laughs> Hamilton is so dope, dude. I listen to it. It's to me. It sounds like when you're like seventh grade, like uh-huh. a, right? It's Schoolhouse Rock. It's you, school. Fuck, that's it's what so, you think it's gonna be, but instead, number one, the flows. It's, it's I, but I listened to it on flows. Spotify. Did you listen to it all the way through all, uh, all three hours? I know. I listened to <laughs> maybe like the first two tracks. I drove Vince from. At San Francisco uh, or from LA all the way to like San Francisco. And you guys listen to the whole thing. And I w- well, we listened to about an hour of it. I was like, Vince, you're gonna love it. And about an hour in, I was like, let's just change it. Let's just change it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and I didn't like love it. I didn't hate it. I was like, yeah, this I is fucking, about what I expected. I fucking hate it. It, <laughs> it like it feels uh-huh. like a, a like a computer yeah. built rap music for like right. people's dads to like like yeah. it because it's it's ugh. not a computer. His name is Lin Manuel Miranda, and he's a Pulitzer Prize winning genius. <sighs> and and uh, you're wrong. You're just everyone who hates Hamilton is just wrong. You think if I saw it live, I would be like, fired if you up. saw it live, I don't know because here's the thing. It is, when we were listening to it, I was thinking I probably need to see this live in order to have an opinion on okay. it. Okay. Live musical theater can be very exciting. Dude, I've seen the problem is is that I'm thinking about it, about you seeing it live and and the the dancing and everything and I'm like, I don't know but if it no, would make it better. I don't I, know. But I can get caught up in the spectacle of something and the energy of like a yeah. live thing like that where I'm like, whoa, look at all the shit they have on stage. Yeah. It must have taken a long time. Yeah, but it's not that much shit. That's the thing about it. it like live, it's yeah. like it's you're not getting much more. Or than even what just you... like the level of like rehearsal and effort that went into the whole. Yeah, thing. again, I that, see, that makes me sad. <laughs> Why? Like <laughs> they're getting for paid? Me, no, as I'm watching it, to be like, oh man, these people worked really hard for fucking this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, you I, remember I need to put a you, gun in my mouth. You guys are in the minority here because for this. "Quote unquote" is something that everybody loves. Let uh-huh. me just everyone. Let agrees. me just say, like, so a lot of movies that I really like kind of are musicals. Um, okay, and, and like the two that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is I really like La La Land and sure. In- Inside Lewin Davis is like oh, probably yeah, one yeah, of my favorite best. movies. Uh, um, and but I think the difference is with those uh, they are 
meant to be filmed like they're yeah, performing yeah, yeah. to the camera and everything is very specific to right. the way a camera shoots them and sure. most bad musicals are just a stage show yeah. that someone's filming, filming and all the actors are doing that hey dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's and it's like hacked together in did, the editing room and did, it's just bad did you guys watch the any of the nba christmas day games this year <laughs> no no oh wait no i watched lakers warriors they had the hamilton cast do like bumpers of like new <laughs> raps for each game where they were like dressed as like characters at like a Christmas dinner being like mm-hmm. the Warriors are about to shoot some threes <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen like uh-huh. for something that like the NBA is like so specifically like the cross section is like do you like the NBA you also like hip hop it's mm-hmm. like this is not for basketball <laughs> fans I mean <laughs> But the NBA has weird misfires with different like oh for sure like one hundred percent I I forget what it was I think it was like the two thousand seven uh, playoffs they they had like a bunch of like uh, talking heads like just straight up it was and it mm-hmm. was like Steve Nash and Kobe and whatnot and in the background was uh, the Radiohead song House of Cards yeah and I was just like uh, I don't know if this is for NBA the fans. best one was the two thousand fourteen finals the last time they played in Miami yeah was. For whatever reason, like five times a game, the music they would play before they went to commercial was "Smooth" by Santana. <laughs> For and whatever it was reason, so fucking because like it's one of the best songs ever written. <laughs> it was well, so well. It's off. just like the ocean <laughs> under the moon. While LeBron the dunks, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he is yeah. just like the ocean under he the moon. He is smooth. There's that. The same motherfucker got a fucking jewel. You got the kind of man who got a split bone mood. Give it a heart, make it real, or else I'll play with my clip. You know? Yeah. Um, so I song. watched, I don't know if any of you guys watched Mary Poppins Returns. No, I wanted um, to because it has Lin-Manuel and I think he's a genius. So I watched 10 minutes, I watched, I watched 10 minutes and then I skipped to the Emily Blunt part. Right. So Emily Blunt is incredible. Uh-huh. She's really good. At I it. like her. And all the accents really are really good. And then, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda comes in, and I don't even know what this his character is. Underneath the lawn dance <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing there. I think he's, like, the ambassador. He's, like, America's ambassador to musical theater now. Yes, he is. And, Rightfully and, so. And everybody's got, like, a perfect accent, and then Lin-Manuel Miranda comes in and is like, Oh, I shine your boots, guys. Oh. I'm here with my chimney sweeps. And he's, like, always smirking for some reason. It's like, do you know the end of the scene already? What the fuck are you doing? Um, and he's bad. He's real bad. He's and it makes right. me like want to see Hamilton less. <sighs> and I also don't like uh, British children. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> are I kind agree. of just annoying. Hello, governor. Yeah, puppy, pop, pop, pop. I mean, I I feel like I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on whether or not Lin Manuel is good. But uh, based on Hamilton, I'll say he's probably a genius in it. And you're wrong. And remember, sure, sure. Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Probably, I think, played his part originally. And, and Dick Van Dyke is, uh, is... 96 years old. Dick Van right. Dyke solved so many doctor murders, though. How many doctor murders yeah. has uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda solved? Zero. If he Zero. wanted to, he could solve them uh-huh. via musical. With a rhyme. And that was like the perfect... Diagnosis rapper. <laughs> that was the perfect example of why I can't get into most musicals. Because it was like uh-huh. there was like a good story... And then a song would happen, and it would have nothing to do with yeah. the story. And, and it's you're like just yeah. waiting for the 
you're waiting for the story you're to waiting kick for back it in. to end and you're wondering and then there's like random cameos from the people in the old movie yeah. and you're looking around like who is this what, what is this joke for who is this yeah. what am i missing it's also for me like uh if it's a, a sort of family movie it's it's gotta be I don't know. It's got to be kind of something special before I yeah, give a fuck yeah. about it. This like, is the first year where I, like, I think two of my favorite movies were family movies, actually, ever. And this is the first year that's ever happened. Which were they? Two? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse and Paddington 2. Well, yeah. Paddington 2, first of all, uh, Hugh Grant in Paddington it's, 2. He's insane. He's it's so funny. Easily, like, with you the guys best supporting. Fucking Paddington Did you 2? see it? I saw uh, an hour of it with Vince, uh, and and I I don't know. Maybe it's like my Hamilton, or, you know. I you also, just, it, it didn't do anything for me. Oh. I just I, It I, made I, me cry like seven times. I kept <laughs> expecting. Like seven separate I, yeah, times, I, and I don't and cry during stuff. I was open to it, but I just, it didn't what latch it? on to me. Can you explain what makes Paddington 2 good? Um, I really like like Hugh Grant. I love an actor playing an actor. Sure. And I also like, I feel like it's very, uh, like Paddington sort of like this avatar of Britishness where like the entire, like the entire point of it is him being, uh, like reserved, but, uh, also assertive. So it's like this weird, like, uh, like reserved politeness kind of thing. And it's very, um, it's like, it, it takes all the things that normally, are annoying about Britishness and sort of turns it into like a positive, you know, like what is it repression about mar- as a good thing. What is it about marmalade that's so interesting to you? Well, because it's like it's about British people are fucking dorks. Like they, they like are, marmalade true. and like half of the movie takes place on an old timey train set well, that British I, yeah. people like for some inexplicable what, reason. What I liked about it is like it's the first time I've ever like like. The way it's the first time I've ever seen physical comedy work in CGI, mm-hmm. and it's because uh-huh. there was clearly so much like care put into it. Sure, like that, like when he's <clears throat> washing the windows. Yeah, or when he's um, like when he's shaving, when he's yeah. at the barber shop, and it's like that that's like funny. a straight up like Charlie Chaplin yeah. set piece <laughs> that they made with computers, and like if that weren't a Disney movie, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But there's so much like weird care put into making that little CGI bear look like a person. Oh, for me, it's all the character acting. It's yeah. basically like Jim Broadbent or mm-hmm. what, no, what? Not Jim Broadbent. The other guy, the Gleason. Yeah. yeah well, Gleason. Gleason's was amazing. like my favorite actor. Gleason's amazing, and then the dad, who's the guy from uh, Downton Abbey, whose name I forget. Right, 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 right. And right. then uh, the lady, like the older grandma, Hugh Bonneville. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. And then there's like the grandma who hates, uh, who has like a weird. Uh, a, a, a adversarial relationship with Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. and like it's not based on anything, but they're mm-hmm. like they're like they, there's like this five minute scene where they're just weirdly nagging each other, uh-huh. but in like a very reserved, uh, passive aggressive, very British kind of way. Okay. And it's so I don't know, it's just very good. Did, oh, d- question: Did you guys see Paddington One? Yeah, I oh, did not. Okay, so Joey, you saw Paddington One, and you said I, I liked Paddington One. I didn't love it. And what made you see Paddington Two? Because everyone said it was so good. Yeah, I don't understand. See, incredible, the Incredibles, the first Incredibles That's didn't why do I watched anything it. for I wa- me. I also the watched second one was great. Also, I watched it on an airplane, and I was just like having a 
like was in the middle of an anxiety attack yeah, on a, mm, like a 12 mm, hour mm, flight. So Dude, I get anxiety attacks on flights. I too. thought pa- Paddington might Also his aunt didn't. who like has never been to London and that was like her dream and he wanted yeah, to get her, he wanted to get her pop up book of London and yeah. then yeah, that's, and then she actually goes to London. Very it was charming, very charming. I will say I mean that. the thing I liked the thing I really like about it actually is it feels like a Wes Anderson movie if it, if Wes Anderson wasn't a weirdo. Like a yeah, populist yeah, yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, and like, to me, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Wes Anderson if Wes Anderson could just not for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he could take his thoughts and be like, yo, chill. And just do half of that, uh-huh. and I'll be interested. Like, like that. if he didn't hate his dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude needs to get over that shit. He, uh, I can't, I just don't, but I also hate all Wes Anderson movies. Even I Rushmore? hate his dad. Even, <laughs> yeah. even, even Rushmore, uh, the only one I like is Fantastic Mr. Fox. I like them all to some degree, but I find that my like for them is directly proportional to how much uh, little kid romance is in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the more there's little kids uh, romancing each other, like the more I hate So you didn't like the, Moonlight King? I, I hate that thing. The whole fucking scene one. where they're dancing on the beach and they're yeah. like, 12 or something yeah i don't give a fuck about prepubescent kids <laughs> More like so, finding love fuck i, I have forever. resentment i have such yes, seething resentment for anyone who has like a middle school romance yeah, story fuck off. because like the closest i ever got was michelle then i oh shit i said her name i shouldn't say the full name but uh do you have her social security number i do too? do you want to yes but yeah. i won't say it out loud uh like seeing george of the jungle and making out yeah and that that's like the closest well that's why i liked eighth grade because like it was an eighth grade her crush is like the biggest piece of shit ever because right, that's right, how right, crushes right. work exactly. until you're like 25 yeah it's fucking bullshit um make yeah sure, make she's, sure to she's cut like, out michelle's name sure she's like in love with this kid who looks like you know 13 year old luke perry right right, 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 right like right, talking right, right. about uh whether she'd send him nude pics and shit yeah but matt what was your favorite movie of the day the favorite God, do you know what my favorite part of that movie was? The the whole best thing. Part? No, was all the boy assistants. Oh, like, they were every so time, wonderful, dude. Every time one of those kids got fucking yelled at and they looked confused, they were, they they were so fucking scared. scared. Yeah. That shit was the funniest thing yeah. in the world because to me. everyone's they were perfect. Everyone's like fear is like at any point yeah. in this monarchy, you can go from being a lord to being like literally living in shit. Right. And so like <laughs> the constant fear of like just an irrational monarch just like being like yelling at you. Yeah. And they're like, ah! it's yeah. Like, oh, oh and it's it. all middle school because that's yeah. middle school where you're trying yeah. not to be the kid who gets picked on. So you have to be extra mean to yeah. like just picked on kids yeah. to prove you're not one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Even if you're the queen, you're going to be super mean. I love yeah, that. No, I mean, the just favorite... like the dialogue was so perfect because. Construct. Like, the construct. And then um, when she's like, does the duck have to be here? <laughs> and then it's like pants to the duck. Uh, my favorite is like, uh, uh, let's let's race these lobsters and eat the winner. <laughs> I just like, it's, there's just so much fucking, it's, it's a wonderful one. Have you seen the favorite? I haven't seen it yet, it's, no. It's so fucking good. It's by far i think the best movie and in the middle of the scene where it just starts with her i think the worst part about it was the rapes <laughs> it just starts there yeah and then i mean a, a second favorite would be sorry to bother you just because yeah. it was so fucking it was it was really good and it was really out there and it was uh it was strange in a way that i felt like it wasn't some parts weren't trying to say anything some parts were just kind of silliness i really liked sorry to bother you but there was something that 
really like felt off about it to me that kind of kept bothering me, which was just like, oh, this is clearly written by a guy who hasn't had a real job since 1994. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Because sure, it's sure. like the same kind of job like that's in Being John Malkovich. <laughs> right, in right, 2015, right. that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, a call center. Uh, yeah, it, it did feel a little weird in, in terms of like it being a call center, I, I, I suppose. But at the same time, I was but like, also, like, like, I don't really life. care about, but even like the types of bosses that were there, it's like if you, if like a person who'd like worked in an office now had written that movie, those bosses wouldn't be like that. It would be like. But, well, I, I felt like that was uh, intentional because they had both the kind of like this where where most people are stuck which is like this uh, uh, either a call center or someplace where everyone's still working by 1990s rules mm-hmm. and then they have uh it's either that or you can work in tech where you have to live there and you have to sell your soul sure but like so I, you I, and i have both worked in tech adjacent stuff and yeah. it's not actually like that that's just yeah. what i mean is like it's cl- like that was this the was... only thing that kind of bothered me is like yeah. oh this guy's been a rapper like a rapper and a like forever, he hasn't had a real job, and yeah, this is yeah. just what he remembers. Well, yeah, that, that like that is, job. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah. Lakeith La- Stanfield's job would be done by someone in prison now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, or, well, or in an Indian prison. Right, right, um, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And and like the say what you will about that call center job, like at least there was a clear path to advancement. Yeah, and it was like like you could tell what you had to be good at in order to advance. Whereas like now jobs, you're like, what are we? Who? What? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are right. we doing here? Nobody knows what we're fucking doing. Yeah. And like your you boss, your boss smoother. in a job now is just always trying to be your fucking friend yeah, while yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. nagging you constantly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought they did a good job with that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it, it, what was great was that any part of the movie at which I thought like you know it kind of w- wasn't realistic was immediately negated by. The what is it? The Equa fucking mm-hmm. the Equa sapiens. Yeah. Equa sapiens. I yeah. was just like, oh great, I, yeah. I can let go. And, and another thing, uh, after Black Klansman came out, Boots Riley was literally the only person who didn't just suck Spike Lee's balls. Yeah. He actually like called him out for stuff. Yes. And I was like, oh god, thank did you. Did you think that movie sucked, Black Klansman? I did not, but like the ending is weird. I couldn't even get through it. The ending was I liked it until the end, and the ending is like weird and bad, and there was like something sort yeah. of niggling me about it and then what word whoa uh bro <laughs> hold on bro-eyed what is this yeah yeah a- 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 did you say <laughs> find a I'm difference sorry. find a synonym for that one did you we say <laughs> did you say <laughs> rankling i guess i don't know but did you say <laughs> niggling yeah pretty sure i don't know that word well <laughs> can, I can you send look it, it up i can send it to you <laughs> i actually kind of liked black clansman but i'm like a spike lee I usually like, like he's, uh, he's like my favorite guy. Yeah, so I, I, I I'll kind of excuse him I, for a lot. That of was things. the thing. It was like I thought it was weird for Spike Lee to have kind of just a um, I don't know, kind of a laissez-faire attitude towards mm-hmm. like uh, the so analysis. It, it of means cops. to criticize, especially constantly or repeatedly, in a peevish or petty way to carp. Yeah, I don't know. Niggled? I don't believe it. Sorry, Niggling? I mean I didn't invent the word. I just, Niggling? It's just. Uh, it's just a Damn, disgusting dude. word. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a good synonym. Can you right apologize for it immediately? No, right yeah, now? Dude. I'm not apologizing. Apologize. No, that's how they get you. I. You know what? They get you even if you don't apologize. Well, even more so then. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, ergo. Speaking of thus, which, thus I will not. Uh, 
Do, wh- what do you think? We talk about Louis C.K. Oh wait, I oh, didn't wait. say my Hold favorite the, movie. Sorry. Okay, we got to get. Sorry, we got a Skype guest. I didn't. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, like, oh we can shit! Table that talk. Damn, get there. dude. Let's We're gonna, do it. All right. We're gonna talk to Michelle Dahl. She wrote a cookbook. She has been on the frat before. Hell yeah, dude. Wow, that sounds really Hello? good. Hello? Hi. Hey. Hi, Michelle. It's, uh, you know, Matt and Joe and Joey. You're not going to be able to tell us apart, but it's okay. You all sound alike. We, we do. do. Mm-hmm. We all rather look alike, too. <laughs> it's creepy. It is creepy. It, it's, it's like a chorus. It's a chorus of just uh, kind of mediocre white men. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of us have black frame glasses a couple of us don't and that's how we differentiate between mm-hmm. each other otherwise interchangeable yeah yes, yeah absolutely. i mean if you ever wanted to get well actually just walk in here we're ready we're... <laughs> um so i do you remember what of what broadcast your first appearance was on it had to be like under 50 right oh yeah it was like one of the first ones yeah one of the first five i think even yeah um that was when we talked about uh, Throwdown with Bobby Flay, which mm-hmm. uh, you had actually beaten. You'd beaten Bobby Flay before beating Bobby Flay was the title of the show, which is a pretty good claim to fame. I think that broadcast was so successful that I'm really responsible for a lot of your success. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it certainly wasn't anything Vince did. No one else is trying to take credit for this level of success. I'll tell you <laughs> People shy away, in fact, from trying to take credit for our success. It's like looking at the sun. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so you got a new book. It's called Essential Tools, Tips and Techniques for the Home Cook. Mm-hmm. And, you know. You got like fucking stuff about cooking in there. That's pretty cool, right? Vince loves cooking. I do. I yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's um it's all about cooking. It's um kind of an entryway to a lot of people who don't know how to cook, but there's a lot of tips in there and we go into the the science of what's happening when you're making different things, so it's still interesting to people who know how to cook. But, I hope. So wait, I have a question about beating Bobby Flay. Sure. How how does one how does one beat Bobby Flay? Because I, I unlike Vince, uh, I don't consume a lot of uh, shows uh, mm-hmm. uh, about cooking, and and so I don't know this. So I'm gonna need some background. Well, it was the wedding cake episode. Sick. So I think that was kind of key. If he was challenging me on some sort of ancho chilies, southwestern. Yeah chimichanga thing i would have gone down in flames sure, but since sure. it was wedding cakes um i was i was pretty lucky although he had some he had some help he had a full staff that was helping him and then um a famous cake decorator was also kind of training him in the background well, that's oh even, yeah that's the that's back, not th- even fair yeah well yeah no. used, uh, like throwdown used to be worse because it was like he would he would tell someone that they were getting their own special mm-hmm. and then he'd show up and be like, psych, I'm going to beat your ass now. <laughs> and then he would also have like people in his text test kitchen, like helping him to learn how to make the thing. Damn. Oh, yeah. And it, it was like the third episode. So none of them had aired yet. So I was completely clueless. And when he did the whole throwdown thing, I was like, Oh, Oh cool. I'm signing up for another show because this is still my pilot and this is going to be amazing. And damn, um, it, that is, it took him a minute. That's yeah. super dark. Yeah. It he was, would convince people scary. they were getting their own special, and then he'd be like, psych? Well, I think they told different people different things that that would be, you know, 
that would yeah. be enough of a hook to get them to do it. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a great experience. I had a total blast doing it. Well, that's, I, I mean, but that's because I you, like that they you beat him. They always work his like dead-eyed, competitive, uh, you know, <laughs> psychopath character into all his shows, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they knew yeah, what they totally were working with. Me on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you write a cookbook, like how much are you? Uh, like, how much do you want to put in there that's non-recipe content? You know what I mean? Like, what's the, uh, you know, how do you, how, how do you find a balance between, like, book, book, and cookbook? That, that's a really good question. It was, it was hard. Um, so when they, they had come to me and asked if I wanted to write a cookbook, and I think what the publisher was thinking was that I would just do a compilation of, like, cake recipes or something. But I've been teaching savory cooking for the last couple of years, and I kind of wanted to get all of that out there. That was what was relevant to me at the time. And I was just super lucky, and they let me write in my own voice. And I think this book has a lot more text than normal books do. Usually it's just a compilation of recipes with a couple of, you know, liner notes of, oh, my grandma made this, and it made me feel so good. Yeah, Ina this... Garden talks about Jeffrey for some fucking reason. Well, I mentioned Jeffrey a few times in here, too. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> Twelve heads. People, people get bored if you don't bring up Jeffrey, like, every once Jeffrey, in a while. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Wait, yes. I'm missing. What's Jeffrey? Yeah, why are you talking shit about Jeffrey, So, Ina Garden is the barefoot Contessa, and, like, oh. her, and her husband is, like, a kept man named Jeffrey, and she just <laughs> constantly will be like, Jeffrey and I love to eat, like, this for <laughs> yeah, breakfast yeah. every yeah. day. Man, if I you can't use your own homegrown truffles, store-bought's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, What's a contessa? Uh, they're wonderful. They're, I mean, she's they're they're awesome. She's I an love them. But yeah, she talks about oh. Jeffrey a lot. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I wish my girlfriend mentioned me that much. Yeah, I mention her every podcast we do. But then I listen to her podcast, and she doesn't mention me one time. Hey, but you look real sensual with that shirt. More sensual than usual. The one, the shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah, because it's kind of like no one can you see have to Shakespearean. It. This is, this oh, well, it's a on deep, air. It's it's kind of got a deep V thing going on. In, it's like tunic mm-hmm. inspired. Yeah, 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 in button form, and so you can see a, <laughs> yeah. lo- a little bit of chest hair. Uh, but it also out. looks like it has an undershirt under it, but it doesn't. Does not. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, no, it's the fake undershirt. It's a fake yeah. undershirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One time, is there a pattern or is it solid? I mean, is it shiny? It's it's a blue. It's a bluish. It's like that sort of like. Try uh, blend, yeah. Pattern. Yeah, it's, it's a try mm-hmm. blend. Yeah. Ombre, you guys. But it's, but, uh, it's a little. It's got an ombre. <laughs> anyway, it's super shiny. Point, the point is, is I love my girlfriend. Um, Michelle, yeah. I have a question for you. As a home <laughs> cook, this is Joey, by the way. You don't know me, but as a home cook. What is the least essential tool I should have in my kitchen? Because your your um, book's all about the, the most essential tools. Well, I'm hoping that this does well enough that I can do a follow up non essential tools, tips, and techniques for the home cook. Oh yeah, and that would that would be all about the sous vide. You it's know, just an like different circulator. ninja products. Yeah, <laughs> like a ninja um, star. Or? Torches, butane torches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have both of those. I, I have a blow torch that I actually use a lot as a home cook. Um, do you guys ever use a walk? Yeah. A what? A walk? A walk. Yeah, I use a walk. I have a paella pan too, which is also non-essential. But if you like to make paella, you need a paella pan. Well, I do a lot of stir fries, and uh, I was telling Vince that I do it in a walk, and he goes, "You don't need a walk. You don't have the right kind of like uh, stove for that." Well, if you've got a gas, if you've, I mean, are you cooking on gas? Or yeah, electric? it's a gas stove. Yeah, I mean that's okay. That's fine. You can even get those rounds Damn. that you put well, over the vindicated. over the flame. But am I wrong for thinking that a wok is kind of meant to like be like super high heat with one of those big gas burners? Like I feel like I have little gas burners. Yeah. 
Super high heat, but they're cast iron. So as soon as they get super hot, they get super hot all over. Oh, okay. So it's it's really super conductive, and it, it I, it's it's pretty good as long as you you've got really high heat going on underneath. I mean, I don't good. know if it's it, it's I got it at IKEA. Is I don't know if it's cast iron. It feels like it's made of tin, but it could be iron. <laughs> what it's it, an aluminum wok. It feels uh, how, how heavy is it? That's it's very that's light. That, that it's very t- very yeah, light. The Swedish iron. people are known for yeah. Their I mean, fries. it's it's nice because you get to do the easy saute kind of shake and shimmy. It looks that, really impressive. That's, so that's, that's that's why fun. I got it. I got it because uh, when I'm cooking with it, I can shake it a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it really impresses. You're like, oh, it's got high sides. Yeah, it's got high sides. So yeah, yeah. Nothing ever spills. You keep going in and out like your volume's. Uh, Me? Yeah, it's like goes crazy and then it goes away. Is oh, that, I'm sorry. Is that on my end or your end? I don't. I don't think it's me. Okay. I'm not moving around. All right, sorry. It's probably your piece of shit setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. God. We are working with a shitty Skype setup. So I have. So what's your verdict? Not yours, sorry. Michelle, did you have? Did you have any more verdicts on Matt's shitty walk that he doesn't need? I think you should upgrade to a higher wok, but the the problem is when you're using a really authentic wok, they are kind of heavy, so you can't lift it up off. And yeah. if you're shimmy, shimmying it back and forth yeah, on a the, regular mm. gas stove, it makes that awful noise. Yeah, that ruins it. You could do what I yeah. do. I just wander into a Chinese food restaurant kitchen. I go, hey, bros, I just got to use this for a second. I could, yeah. And then I just blaze it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just give me a second. Let me just yeah, use yeah. all of your tools. Okay, so I have a and quick, that works. Mm-hmm. I have a food question for you. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite food? No, it's, not that? That. it's okay. not that. It's no not one that. ever asked that. It's not that. Golden when I make Oreos, sir. Sorry. When I make raviolis, and sometimes like I'll, you know, I won't want to eat them right away, so I'll put them in the fridge. Uh huh. And it, I don't know, like it takes maybe like a day or less for it to turn green in my fridge. What do I? What, what am I doing wrong? Is there a way to keep them from turning green? What's happening there? Um, I would dust them with cornmeal and then stick them in the freezer. So you have to freeze them. Yeah, you really got to freeze them. There's, it's. I mean, you're making fresh pasta, right? Yeah. You're not a Neanderthal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. Come on. Where, where do we live here? Yeah. What are we in the former Eastern Bloc? No. <laughs> yeah. What are we I in mean. the Balkans? <laughs> no, we we make um, fresh pasta in the Mancini home. That's right. No, uh, yeah, you, you got to freeze them. They don't they don't last. They get really squishy too in the the refrigerator. Do I have they to don't... freeze them all the way or just like flash freeze them and then I I mean if you've got a blast freezer that's I, that'll flash freeze them. But yeah, uh, I, I, I would <laughs> freeze them really quick flat and yeah. then take them out. You can crumble them up and put them in a Ziploc and then they can all go all next right. to each other. Otherwise, they all glom on and you get this like one giant ravioli. Damn Damn that sounds pretty good, though. One big ravioli. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty into that. Yeah. I would be down for that. Yeah. Isn't that what lasagna is? <laughs> kind, yeah, not. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But the, then when you when you cooked like it, it would be like that hot pocket ravioli. in the microwave where it's hot on the outside, but the inside would be a perfectly um, yeah, perfectly frozen cool. Yeah, cute. yeah, you got to cook it just right. Use a wok. Okay, all right, that's good. <laughs> I think that's my only. Uh, I think that was my only food question. Have you? Are you watching any food TV currently? Um, you know what? I started watching the the last um, Anthony Bourdain's last night, but it really Bummed made me very out. very sad. Yeah. yeah. It's just heartbreaking, so I, I kind of stopped. I haven't been watching a lot of food TV. It's, um, you know, from all the reality Food Network challenges and stuff, I kind of have have uh, some PTSD from all that. Um, you don't want to so. burn any bridges, I understand, but I will say that I don't know what happened to Food Network, but, like, the average intelligence of the target viewer... It's very dumb. Now. It goes down every year. Yeah. And, it you know, like, it used to be, like, cool food stuff, and now it's like, 
hey, dipshit, do you like burgers? We got the 15 <laughs> best burgers in Omaha. And you're like, you right, know what I it is? Care. It's because being a foodie is a bigger and bigger thing, and it's a, a, appealing to more and more plebes. And so, oh, totally. And so, like, and as a plebe myself, like, I've noticed that the food content that I like exists on Instagram. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just pictures of, like, really big fried chicken sandwiches. <laughs> and so I feel like there's, like, a whole wealth of, like, people with, like, really in-depth knowledge about cooking that is kind of like falling to the wayside of people idiots like me yeah. who are just like i'm gonna put hearts on all the fried chicken well let me say i'm oh, not totally. i'm not like anti-plebe and in fact i kind of like diners drive-ins and dives yeah, dude. like he goes to good places and yeah, he like yeah. shows them cooking i'm like yeah this is like uh you know uh diner porn and i'm into that yeah. he like talks about how it's made but the stuff i'm talking about like if you watch beat bobby flay it's just like and I even watched that show, but it's just like all, uh-huh. it's all like in-studio canned laughter and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. super shilly. Like they just never stop shilling. Canned laughter. I have to, I have to assume that, that, that it's going to start to, the pendulum's going to start to swing back in the other direction and people are going to get more interested. Because that's what, what turned me on to Food Network at the beginning was watching Sarah Moulton and, you know, even the first Ina Garten and, and Gail Gann. Those shows taught me how to cook. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. it's just teaching you how to like Beat pronounce- Bobby Flay. Except yeah. no one ever beats him. Yeah. So you <laughs> except have... for you, you fucking beat him. That's true. And then he made a whole show about beat. Has he invited you on to beat Bobby Flay? No. So yeah, because he knows you'll fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. The two ways. Yeah. The two ways to beat Bobby Flay, it seems to be, are you have to bake or do something like really Asian. What if you yeah. kill him? That's true. But then you become... That's pretty, that's a cage match. Yeah. That's it's, it's like the Santa Claus. If you, if you kill Bobby Flay, you become yeah. Bobby another, Flay. Your eyebrows <laughs> start turning red and shit. All of a sudden, tomorrow, I've got bright red hair and freckles all over. You're like, oh my God, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I really need to eat some Chipotle peppers right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like Buddy the Elf, except you're just like, you're just like shoving ancho, uh, powdered ancho chilies in your mouth. <laughs> putting yeah um the other way to beat bobby flay is to be able to prove he was cheating on you in your divorce hearing yeah that is another way that is another way to beat him that's well okay we don't want to get too deep into it because we don't want to burn any bridges for you but but uh do you think that anthony bourdain killed himself or was killed by or was killed by a henchman harvey weinstein henchman yeah what is that what's your opinion on that what's the food I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you had a you had a pilot for a food show. Did, it, did it, has anyone uh, have you heard back about it? Are you, are you is there anything happening? I, I got some feedback on it. the The problem is it's a little bit critical of food, and oh. you know, not um, you know, we tackle things like glyphosate and Roundup and Monsanto, and oh, I think a lot shit. of Yum. people are scared of that because. <laughs> You know, those are all sponsors for a lot of shows. Right, right. And, I, I specifically thought that was really good info. Do you want to like explain that a little bit? Because I think about that all the time. And uh, what yeah. glyphosate is? Yeah. Um, so well, it's and the, how it relates to flour and all that. Yeah. So it's the it's the main ingredient in Roundup, which was um, developed in the '70s by Monsanto, mm. and it was to kill broadleaf and other grasses that competed with corn. Which sounds great because you know you want to make more corn and feed more people. Yeah. Um, but the problem is it was coating everything, and now it's used you know across the board on wheat, on on corn, on all sorts of crops, and 
it turns out it's it's not great for you. Um, like like it, health wise, it's not. That's great? That's probably why you can't get yeah. an erection, man. Not health. Yeah. <laughs> I can get. Yeah. I can get. Uh, for the record, <laughs> I can get an erection. I, I just figured that out. That's crazy, Michelle. <laughs> I, but you can't get rid of it, and yeah, that's the problem. I can't get rid of my erection. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can do it is by drinking more Roundup. <laughs> yeah, maybe you it, should go the complete opposite way always... and just get sponsored by Monsanto and be like Roundup. Recipes made easy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I Bring mean, that's out the, the flavor the of Roundup, and it was kind of like you know we were doing like a Daily Show kind of spin on food news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so every episode would be different. The next one we were going to do was going to be on olive oil, and you know there's just this whole police force in Italy that just investigates um, counterfeit olive oil, which what? is rampant. Wow. People counterfeit it, olive oil. Yeah, how yeah. do you counterfeit Most that? of the olive oil in the United States is is it's fake. is made up of some olive oil and some canola oil. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. It's bonkers, and you're paying all this money for it, and it's not what you think you're buying. It, how, and honey how too. You, honey can also be, can, you know, counterfeit. But how can you guarantee that you're getting the like real deal? Um, if you buy local, I mean, which sounds crazy for anybody so else. For me, you that's guys like in California, you've got access to lots of great less. olive oils out there. They don't have it at Food for Less, dude. Okay, you got to go to someplace good like uh, Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you want to you want to you know buy it from a reputable supplier like, as much as you can. Well, so those little it, like stores where you can go in and taste all of like they're probably giving you real olive oil. Yeah, but yeah. The, so the thing with Frankie Muniz has an olive oil store now. Oh. It's called outrageousoliveoil.com. I swear to God. Wow. I fucking hate Frankie Muniz. I, know. I love him. I feel like the the stroke made him more interesting. No. By the way, everyone, follow Frankie Muniz on Twitter. It's, it's the worst amazing. Twitter account it's in the, the world. It's the best Twitter account. But going back to this, like, so the glyphosate thing, uh, <laughs> I think, like, I mean, I, I don't know, like, this is pseudoscientific to some degree, but, like, uh, it seemed like the the rise in gluten sensitivity uh, seemed to happen right around the time that most of the wheat was Whoa. coming from. Uh, yes, absolutely, of, and that uh, also got, that also happened when there was lots of um, genetically modified strains right. that were out there. And, and genetic modification, I should say, is is not a blanket statement that it's not a, always a bad thing. Right, Sometimes of course, it's really really great. Um, but a lot of people find that that have a gluten sensitivity or that have. Um, I don't know about celiac. I think they have to avoid it at, at all costs. But um, some einkorn wheat or some really um, heritage grains, some older older grains of wheat, they can tolerate. Right. It's so fine. like, yeah, like there's certain genetic modifications that are fine, and then there's other ones that allow the wheat to dump for you to dump more like chemicals and shit on it. Right. That's probably yeah. the yeah. bad the bad kind. But so uh, you should yeah. only eat indica wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't well, fuck with the sativa. <laughs> yeah, but so it's like supposedly only a small amount of the wheat has. I don't know. The, the wheat industry says it's only a small amount, and it's like, all right, well, why don't you label it differently? The one that actually is dunked in Roundup versus the one that's not. Right. And they're kind of not. And so I don't know. I only buy organic wheat, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do too, and that's one of the few things that I buy that I, I will only buy organic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I thought that was it's an interesting it. little factoid. That's just a small taste of the kind of knowledge that uh, you can get dropped on you. I mean, I, I, if I'm being completely honest, like, I'm pretty sure Weinstein had him killed because, <laughs> <laughs> because like, it's just like all signs point to him not being. All right, I'm going to stop. I'll what, stop. I'll uh, stop. Hey, but Michelle, <laughs> do, what was like some of the other uh, segments on your television show? Because I, th- I think that olive oil thing is pretty. Yeah, no, that actually. Uh, Crazy. Th- th- and how do I become an olive oil cop? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, there's a fleet of them. Bahamor. Hey, this is a guy. He don't even put it right in the thing of the olive oil. <laughs> I taste it. It is not oil olive. I'm an olive oil cop. They give me the biggest stick. I bop you on the head when you try to kind of fit in the olive oil. The balsamic is real. I chase the you around with a big rolling pin. Hey, turn in your badge and your spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I try the olive oil. The I taste it. And I go, I'm a fungoo. <laughs> I wear a big badge around my neck. <laughs> There's totally going to be an, an episode of Law and Order where it's just all <laughs> Law and, and Order, all yeah, olive oil edition, uh, extra virgin unit, extra virgin unit, <laughs> love it. Uh, we were also going to talk about things like corn subsidies and milk subsidies, and and what does it actually mean, and why does it affect us, and that it's, you know, it's so. So cool. it got too real. You think like people were like, we don't want to finance. They got this scared. Might, sure, yeah. Harvey Weinstein shut him down. I yeah. believe. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, that's totally. That's a great. That's honestly a, a, a. That's like a food show that I would actually enjoy watching. Not that I don't enjoy uh, food shows in general. I mean, I just don't watch them. But that <laughs> that actually. But if you were, if I were watching it, I would want to be uh, informed because I. In, in well, because honestly, like food is a great way into. Uh, Things that actually matter, and it's a great way into my mouth. Yeah, because I too. I mm-hmm. eat food pretty much almost every day, and I find myself. Uh, but I'm also like I have no palate. Like I, to me, McDonald's tastes good, and mm-hmm. to most people, McDonald's. Well, I think tastes good to most people too. But like, to but pe- you know, that's a whole that's a whole other episode. Is why does McDonald's taste so good? And it's yeah. because they've got these scientists who are you know adding the perfect amount of sugar and the perfect amount of salt to get to this perfect zone that that's like yeah. crack for your brain. Dude, the McDonald's like, scientists. Know. Honestly, it it really is because I'll find myself with a, a fucking hanker. I tried to watch the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I got ten uh-huh. minutes ten minutes in, and I was like, must have Big Mac. Then I drove <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and bought a Big your Mac. Your knees shaking. Yeah. <laughs> My friend and I went to go see uh, the Morgan Spurlock movie. Oh, yeah. Super Size Me. Super Size Me. And we mm-hmm. went to McDonald's afterwards. Right? Yeah. We went and ate double quarter pounders, super sized, which was what he threw up after eating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that was, that's the one thing I really, that's when I realized I, I hated the movie was when he was eating food that I eat for fun and, and nutrition. And yeah. he was just like, I got to vomit. I was like, fuck you. You think you're better than me? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. Yeah. Um, Michelle, the book is called Essential Tools, Tips and Techniques for the Home Cook. Uh, is it out? It it's is. out now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Feel free to leave a positive review. You could yes. buy it for someone for Christmas a week ago. What do you think the most yeah. essential tip in the book is? What do I think what is? What's your most essential tip in the book, you think? <clears throat> like, what should um, every well, you know, dumb home cook ooh. know? Um, that once you read the recipe and you make it, then you make it your own. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to teach in the book is not necessarily a compilation of recipes, which are all amazing, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) the technique. So if you know what's happening, then you'll know how to fix it if something goes wrong and you'll know how to customize it to make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. I find that like the way I customize food is, uh, by adding sriracha on it afterwards. And ruining the taste for my girlfriend. Yeah, you have to <laughs> season during. You have to season during? Here, okay, oh, oh, here's a question. Every time I add, try to add sriracha to uh, a dish in my walk... Uh, my walk. My walk. <laughs> my I, walk. I, uh, 
uh, all of a sudden my, my nostrils start burning and my eyes start start watering because like the the, the pepper uh, like like vaporizes you weaponized your yeah surprises. yeah yeah turning it into into pepper spray what do i do to counteract that so i can spray so this I, i'll take this one you spray the sriracha in your nostrils first <laughs> oh so yeah, that yeah, way yeah. you get used to it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> kind of like the the way that uh the dread pirate roberts uh it got used to iocane uh yeah. so he wouldn't get poisoned by it mm-hmm. sure is that is That's that exactly what i thought <laughs> No, but like, how do I how do I stop myself from from uh, weaponizing my sriracha when I'm cooking with it? You don't really. Anytime you add any any kind of heat or spice to your dish, once it hits the oil, it's going to it's going to do release that. all the oils and it's going to hit you. So if you add cayenne to that, when you make when I make chili and I add the cayenne to it, I have to step away. So my my advice would be to get your face out from inside yeah. the walk and yeah, yeah. give it give it's a, a little really bit. big walk, so it's hard to get my face out. As a person who has all of the non-essential kitchen tools, I actually have a pair of goggles that are made for grilling. Really? Yeah, and I use those sometimes. You're such a fucking dork. I know. If you were if you were yeah. just a little bit weaker, I would beat you up. But you know that <laughs> Do you have the hat with the lamp on top so that when you're grilling at night Ooh, you can see what's going on? I don't, but now I feel like I need it you fucking loser um so yeah like you know that that shirt in the can sketch with tim meadows Uh, oh yeah where he's like oh it stings a little he's like well that's how you know it's a shirt (laughs) it's kind of like that with hot spices it's like if they're not stinging your eyes they're probably not working oh okay good to know it's true and actually to release more flavor you do want to heat them up in the oil goddamn right damn Good to Mm -hmm. know michelle do we forget to plug anything for you or do we do we cover it um, I think I think that's me. Food show with Michelle Dahl. Hopefully, someone will pick it up. Yeah, I like it a lot. I hope someone picks it. it up. Yeah, it's a great idea. It honestly is a really good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Food. for coming. Thank out. you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Happy- oh, sorry. She said. I oh, said Happy fuck, New Year, dude. It was like a really good exit, and then you killed. I know. It. I did. I fucked Real up fuck up, dude. Yeah. Do we have to talk about Louis? I just don't have anything. I also don't really. We don't have anything to add to it. I, I, I don't know. He's, sh- he's back shredding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else is there to add? No, I mean, I guess we don't have to Funny add. Funny like Everybody was talking about it, and then I could only find like two minute clips of it, and I was like, I'm not gonna try and. Delve oh, I listened. To to I'll play that people... one bit about the Parkland shooters. I love that. <laughs> I listened to the whole thing, and uh, and honestly, like you know, there's a good portion in there that I laughed out loud at. That was really, really good. And uh-huh. then that portion comes, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, this is uh, this isn't very good. Yeah, put that one back in the oven. Well, yeah. how do you feel about it? Are you are you like, let's cancel them, or are you like, all right, put that one back in the oven and maybe shut up yeah. for a while? Well, I, I mean, number one, the biggest problem that uh, I mean uh, I have with the entire Louis C.K. you know audio coming out and whatnot is that like it is weird that he does not address this at all right like he like his the way he addresses it is being completely like the victim in in the situation which is like i get that he feels feels publicly shamed he feels publicly shamed and victimized and 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 whatnot but like like what i don't know what he's going for uh with yeah what like i mean not that he needs to uh, you know, he, he has under no obligation to redeem himself in the eyes of the masses, which he will never do. <laughs> um, so I get not going for that. But part of me is like, you could 
you could do a bit on it. You could try. Right, I don't know. Right. And then at the same time, it's like it's 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 leaked audio, so maybe he's gonna. Like when uh, Pee Wee Herman came out after he did the jerk off thing, he was like, "Heard any good jokes lately?" Yeah, and you're like, yeah, "That was good." That right. Was good. I mean, it's like I, I get it, but at least with 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 Pee Wee, it was kind of victimless. I mean, the yeah. dude is masturbating uh, yeah, in a theater where you masturbate. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, but also, is a different time in media. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Whenever we do we do this thing with comedians, it's always like. It feels like they're always like I'm not defending uh, Louis C.K. when I say this, but it's always we're making them into something and then being mad that they're not that thing. Right? No. Where that's, it was like, yeah, I agree with like that. Like Louis C.K. was never like the Pope of comedy, but we sort of made him like the yeah. arbiter of all things. And I knew, and I, I think I said this on a podcast like five or six yeah, years ago. We, we've been where, saying where I was this. like, look, he's gonna disappoint you because right. the way you're worshiping him is stupid. Yeah, I remember like uh, us talking about the fact that like people would you know during like uh, a, a lot of a uh, discourse about rape jokes people yeah. would do this thing where they would go like do not do rape jokes ever 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 unless you're louis ck and you've spent 20 years being really good at comedy and being uh, showing that you're a good person do not do it i remember going like uh, why no louis ck should not get a pass he's definitely someone who's not going to uh live up to whatever standard you <laughs> yeah. think he's living up to like you like him because he's funny that's right, why right. You, yeah. you, you like his rape jokes because it's him doing it and you think he's funny mm-hmm. and you trust him. He's not a truth teller. Comedy's not a force for good. No, like, He's no. funny. You like him because he does right. a magic trick and you like it. So when the guy posted the two-minute clip, uh, he uh, he wrote like, oh my God, he's basically a right-wing comedian now. And, and I was just like, Dude, the dude has been like doing rape jokes and saying the n-word on stage for years. Well, He's also, always been a little bit right wing. Like yeah. you just liked him before. And it's also like comics don't say stuff they believe. Yeah. It's yeah. just like they're just saying he's just saying shit that he thinks is like funny and going to be controversial. Like I'm sure he doesn't if he if he was like sitting down and having an honest conversation, he's not really like has any animosity to the Parkland. He just goes that's kind of funny. You know, he yeah. says, like, who the fuck are these kids to his friend? He goes, oh, that could be a bit, I you think, know? I think the reason people are reacting so strongly to it, though, is, like... Because it wasn't funny. Well, well, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, it, like, so specifically is, uh, like, attacking the people that you clearly think... Are like, behind... That he thinks are the reason he doesn't have a career Right, anymore. yeah. He, yeah. You he know basically what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. The Parkland... That kids, one is like so far like, out of the field. But it's so like, oh, millennials. Ugh, millennials <laughs> yeah. won't even let me masturbate in front of people. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. no, it did. And that, that, that was like the thing about the clip where you were just like, as soon as he mentions like school shootings, you're just like, oh, dude, you think that like, you think that all kids nowadays kids these days are like the parkland school shooting victims yeah like he had me when he was talking about kids not doing enough drugs and and fucking enough and then he goes into like like his example of that is like the parkland kids and you're like no. Yeah, especially since I was like, wait, why do you hate the Parkland kids? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? Like, like no. it was just, it was just, it was such a weird. But it, it could people. be funny to just bash the Parkland kid because it's no, so absolutely. fucking. You know what I mean? No, but 
it just he wasn't it wasn't it's, there. That was the thing, and that was the thing about a lot, uh, about a lot of the analysis. Once it made the rounds to twenty four hour news networks, the analysis completely lost. Yeah, the fact- Louis C.K. destroys Parkland News. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, like no, oh, it's okay. not really about that. It's <laughs> it's about the fact that like this is someone who like the context is this is a dude who uh, has been canceled. Who has been canceled? <laughs> We've canceled him. Yeah, and and uh, I mean this is a dude who is like victimizing people and like you know masturbating in front of people and like hurting people's careers and shit like that and like it's weird now for him to do a bit that fucking three years ago would have been fine right i wouldn't even thought of it i would uh, it would have been just like ah you know louis yeah Uh, yeah you would have been like all right that was a miss i'll wait for the next one exactly exactly which Uh, is kind of what you do with like you know they always go to some place where you're like no i'm not on board with that but i'll Maybe we'll catch I, you on the next thing, I guess. It's just, I just don't yeah. understand why we have to keep talking about him. Yeah, like, uh, I know. Well, like yeah. he was playing like a shitty club in Long Island. Like yeah. who fucking cares? Yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. Who cares right. in general? Like, like I, we get it. Like yeah. We would also like him to go away, yeah, but it would like be nice the to... reason he's not going away is because you're paying attention yeah, to you're the, putting a fucking... his shitty ten mm-hmm. minutes at a club True. in Long Island, but also yeah. because he g- keeps getting right. booked, and and it's like one of those things where. But it's not like he's booking a tour right now. Like he's just doing drop-ins at like right. shitty clubs that'll have him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, yeah. clubs that. I mean, I, I, think it's, I would love to work any of those clubs. Why sure. do you think that like Twitter thinks that people care about stand-up comics more than they do? Like, Dude, I, I just people feel, do. But I just feel like most of America, like maybe there's a couple comics they like, but they're not like listening to them and going like, oh yeah, for sure. For you sure. know what I mean? Like, I need Jeff Dunham to tell me who to vote for. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I just think it's. I and I said this earlier. Twitter like puts comics mis- on a pedestal. Yeah, it's like a miscalculation of your yeah. priority to go after stand-up. Like it just, it doesn't matter. It's like so. It's the most like. Maybe obviously symbolic. The reverence of Saturday Night Live of is what? even crazier to oh me. Oh my god! Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. The way that people are just like another another week, another fucking grilling of Trump, and, and <laughs> it's just like you guys. This is such like fucking bottom of the barrel, lowest common always has been. It's yeah. not like there's weirdly these like rose colored like tinted glasses where it's like. Oh man, remember how bad Saturday Night Live gave it to Bill Clinton when he yeah, was yeah. eating so much McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's because people it, you know what it is? It's the Daily Show ruined comedy for for I think a good decade. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for a decade now and probably we'll see how long it goes. The Daily Show cuz like the Daily Show was literally the only show during the Bush administration early on that was critical of the Bush administration. They were doing real media critiques. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like people were like, and then everyone else caught up and started doing the same thing. And so now people kind of like equate comedians with like fucking truth, truth tellers, truth tellers and, and political all that analysts, shit. And yeah. it's like, nah, dude, some people just make bad dick jokes, you know? Yeah, a lot, I of, mean, people Louis... are, a lot of people are funny because they're kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Louis is, a, is, 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 this is almost like, this is parallel to him, but not specifically talking about him since like. like we thought he was funny because he would talk shit on his kids. Like, yeah. That's, that's like when we most 
most yeah, of us found out. That was the best angle. Yeah. It, it was just like he's talking about like cleaning shit from his daughter's vagina. Yeah, and it was funny. It and was that was funny. like a novel angle, and it wasn't because like, oh, this guy's a good person. You know when I realized that Twitter doesn't know shit about comedy was when uh, the recently there was a clip that got uh, re, re-earthed. Uh, is that the word? Re-earthed? Re- Resurfaced? Re- recirculated. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's recirculated. Uh, from Yeah, see, I know words, so fuck you guys yeah. about using <laughs> niggle because it's a word. Uh, if you could just never say that okay. word. Um, Sorry. I mean, I realize, <laughs> I realize the problematic pronunciation. Yes, I yes, yes. I, yeah, you had a hard. I, I didn't know another word to use. It's in a that. great word, yeah, and I sorry. forgive you. Um, no, it is, so this this clip resurfaced from Ricky Gervais talking with uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. Now, Ricky Gervais, that's a stand-up we can all get. <laughs> on, right? Uh, Did you guys know there's no God? Yeah, what? Yeah. I know it's crazy. All right? these idiots out here think there's a god, and fucking. But Ricky there's Gervais, not. Ricky Gervais is telling him no. What are you stupid? Finally, someone out here hey, speaking did, truth to power. Was Ricky Gervais? Because I think I remember. I never. I don't think I've ever watched his stand up, but I think I remember clips from like when he first started to do it, like from his first HBO special, thinking that. They were pretty funny. I remember his first, they like, were okay. his first like Golden Globes hosting thing. I thought was pretty good. Oh, it was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, super yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah it was, was mean to everybody, yeah. and I was like, yeah, finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and like his, his fuck these Hollywood assholes. His, <laughs> his HBO thing was it was pretty good. It was pretty funny, and also extras and The Office were two we're, of the greatest yeah. sitcoms oh, yeah. ever made. Yeah, I loved extras. Um, uh, don't forget about Derek. Oh God, oh. Right. Derek was so good. I'm super it. into Derek. Oh, I just God. love like oh man, was like somebody pretending to be like special like the funniest <laughs> thing in the world uh, what was there uh, it was he played like an autistic guy yeah oh. he, and he was going like uh like he really went for it he went for it yeah he went full retard on it like he was doing like what is it like special? maybe he was gonna get an award for it special jack so it has uh okay so uh, did ricky gervais ever go full turf or is that just like every other british comedy guy he, i don't know but he's probably a turf yeah. i mean let's be honest he's definitely a turf but uh, so the the clip resurfaced and uh, it showed uh, what's his name uh, Louis C K and Chris Rock saying the n word yeah yeah I saw that, and yeah. and Chris Rock was like it's okay he can say the n word and then Jerry Seinfeld is the one person who's like no I don't say it I've never said it which let's be honest you've said it uh, and <laughs> I only date teenagers that's yeah, what yeah. he says yeah. and, and then he's like I didn't find I, I've ne- you guys found the humor in it I have never found the humor in it and I I don't uh, and I don't seek it and so everyone on the internet was like god damn chris rock fell off also jerry seinfeld hello woke and i was yeah. like you guys don't know anything about comedy yeah, yeah. you guys like, think jerry seinfeld is woke like i don't think in that clip chris rock never said like oh it's okay if you said the n- if you say the n-word no no he said it was okay if louis said the n-word but did he did he say that in those words i don't remember he, him actually he, saying no that. he didn't say that what he basically was like you he basically was because uh because uh, uh, jerry was like you can't say that and then and then fucking chris rock's like no 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 you don't understand this guy this uh, and basically Basically, I, I yeah. don't know. He basically it seemed like he let it. it slide, but not in a way he, where he was endorsing it. I don't know. I think feel like there's this weird expectation where if like a black guy's in the room when a white guy says the n word, like if he doesn't immediately kill the white guy, he's like somehow a traitor to his <laughs> right, race or right. something. It's like it's right, also maybe he just didn't want to ruin the dinner party yeah. and like yeah. you know he secretly went back into his home and to his house and was like, well, yeah, that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, because that's right, how yeah. most of us deal with those kind of assholes. That's true. That's true. And it, also it, maybe he was happy that Ricky Gervais wasn't talking for five. Minutes. Oh <laughs> yeah, my yeah. fuck! 
the, to me, the most offensive thing about that entire thing was Ricky Gervais interviewing them, trying to put himself as a stand-up on the same level as those guys. And it was like, dude, listen, I, I love you. You've put out some great shit. You are nowhere near the level of a Chris Rock, a Jerry Seinfeld, or a Louis C.K. in terms of stand-up. Sure. I, he's yeah. not. He's yeah. not. He's funny. But this, again, but I kind of feel like this that. is part of the problem where we like have to put these people on a pedestal That's where true. it's like, you haven't point. played 700,000 uh, shitty. It's like shitty we, open fo- mics. we force these people to go play the fucking chuckle hut in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, I can't believe he has a problematic joke. Yeah, it's like, right. have you seen the fucking audience? Yeah. Have, have you seen the motels that they put them up <laughs> yeah. in? I, I, I also think like just going back to what I said earlier, it's like, I don't even think that Chris Rock and Louis C.K. think it's okay to say that word. I think they're being naughty. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They think exactly. it's funny that they're giggling because they're being naughty. Sure. And they know they shouldn't 100%. be saying what they're saying. Yeah. And that's why it's funny. 100%. Yeah, that's, that's why where it's like they're whenever, getting the humor. I, you can't read a think piece about comedy because the whole point of a joke is that it's an anomaly. Yeah. And you need someone talented to find an anomaly. Right. And right. so like when you're trying to... Uh, be like, oh, here's the standards of what an acceptable joke is. And so yeah. well, that's, no. Well, also, it's just a weird thing to be like, wow, I can't believe these millionaires are out of touch <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the yeah, regular yeah, exactly. world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's, yeah. We're, like, behind, like, what were you expecting? Not to defend that joke, which I thought was bad also, yeah. but if you're like making a, I don't know. If it becomes a thing, it's like you're missing the point of it. Yeah, we're definitely not defending Louis C.K. No, we're no, just like, I just don't want to talk about I just, it. Yeah. I, it's more so that it's like, I just don't want to be in the position to, uh, I, I just wish people would stop liking comedy. Well, because it goes to the, it, yeah. always, it, always goes, it always goes to comedy the second level. It always goes to the second level. Because like the first level is like, you hear the bit and it's not funny. And to me, that's the end of it. Because like the laugh is the ultimate arbiter of, of taste. You know, like if you're, you know, you can laugh for the wrong reasons, but the, for the most part, like if you laugh, there's a reason and there's yeah. a reason why. Would, and then if you don't, there's something fundamentally flawed with what you just said. But would you not be excited? Okay. If you found uh, out Louis C.K. was playing the belly room at the comedy store yeah. and you could go yeah, and he's going to do 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. Would you go? Well, the weird thing is, is that no, I don't watch no. comedy anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. I can go. First yeah. of all, I am so not interested in comedy. I don't even watch specials anymore. Yeah. But, but also, I think I would have been interested pre this because I would have been yeah. interested. Like, I need to. I, 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 I want to see me, what's going to. Part happen. of me wants to know if he's going to address it. If yeah. he's finally going to address it. And and once this came out, and I listened to the hour, and I was just like. This guy is like acting kind of like nothing happened and kind of like the world is just shitting on him randomly. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I, I enjoyed Louis for, for different reasons, I think. And yeah. and then and then now I, I just don't enjoy him. As yeah. Much. Anyway, what I was now my I, favorite was, movie of the year was I Love You, Daddy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just I, it always it always, oh, yeah, it always goes that. to the second level after it's not funny to where it's like, oh, well, what do you think that the acceptable blah blah? And it's like, I don't I know. Don't, no, nor do I no, care. I'm not. We're not doing this. The problem again. is, is that. Twitter and like social media keeps doing this thing where they'll destroy a comedian uh, uh, as like they'll finally realize a comedian is not a truth teller. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm yeah. like, okay, so take that <laughs> and, a- and then apply it to every comedian because <laughs> yeah. they're all bullshit artists. <laughs> yeah. They're all bullshit artists. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, the idea that like we would uh, like not treasure the entire thing is they're trying to give you acceptable naughtiness. 
Yeah, and it's like, like, just, just, can we just knock all comedians it down? It would be really funny if they were like, if like Twitter was like, all right, we've debunked this David Blaine magic trick, but you know who's a real magician? Yeah, right. David Copperfield, <laughs> yeah, right. and then they keep getting disappointed, yeah. like, yeah. oh, yeah. That's, that guy's not magic. Yeah, yeah. that guy's not magic either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole system is not magic. Yeah. Certainly, somewhere out there, there is one magic person. It's like, no, they're all garbage. Yeah. Like, that's what I, went, I would see a lot of, like, what's his name? Judd Apatow kind of, like, writing these tweets. And I'm like, bro, you're fucking bullshit, too. You, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't even you're tip. You're super rich and famous. What are you he doing? Does, he doesn't tip anyone. He's fa- a famous non-tipper. I'm putting it out there right now. Whoa. I had not heard that. That's not an essential tip. Yeah. It's a bad callback. That is, it, was, it was fine. It was good. Okay, I like Sorry. That. But yeah, I, I've heard from multiple sources that he just does not tip. Yeah. So like, that's, not yeah. saying that's as bad as masturbating in front of people. It kind of but is. It's, it's kind of worse. It's in a way. I mean, I mean, it's not worse, but it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm just saying, Judd Apatow is also bad. Yeah. Hey, but um, what if, if, if this didn't happen, though, and... Louis C.K. said, hey, bro, like, I'll take you on the road, but you got, I got to masturbate in front of you. Would you have let him do it? Oh, in a second. Here's in the a thing. second. In a second. I'd I- say, do you want me to eat it? Yeah. Do you want me to gargle it in my mouth? Right. Do you want me to swallow? Yeah. I will Throat not, it. I will not do the swallow. Right. Yeah, we can't kiss afterwards. But I'll literally swallow your entire cock and digest it. <laughs> yeah. I'll vomit on your dick, dude. And suck it again. I will use the vomit as lubricant right. for you to fuck my yeah. asshole. Because I hate mm-hmm. this town and I, I want to live outside of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you guys... Uh, <laughs> Did you guys see Bohemian Rhapsody? I, I did. I, I saw the first out. 15 minutes. Yeah, I walked out after <laughs> it's 25 minutes. It's so bad. Um, the thing that I love about Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, speaking of like you know putting the artist on the pedestal, yeah. Um, I love when biopics do the thing where each each milestone in a famous person's career is presented as just like an idea that they had the night before yeah, because yeah. they're a genius. Right. Yeah. 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 And so he's like, "Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the song." First of all, he's playing like the completed riff on the piano. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is the scene that made me walk out. Yeah. I yeah. left right after this. Well, when see, he's... I almost wa- well. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> when he's playing it like to his wife or whatever uh-huh. on the piano over his head, he's like, "Oh, I just thought of this." Yeah, and it's like, "Come on, dude." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the teeth were like the getting... teeth were ridiculous. Like I know Freddie Mercury had big teeth, but they overdid the teeth I, for this movie. I just kept imagining that like by the end of the movie, when he's like on his deathbed or whatever he's just gonna be like a tooth like in a tooth costume <laughs> um the the one scene like the one scene that 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 i probably would have walked out on if i was in the theater is when he he meets like brian may and whatever is the other guy's name oh, is God. and he like starts singing to them acapella mm-hmm. and it's and they all sing along with like if a guy came up to you and sang acapella at you you would not be friends with that guy ever dude literally someone broke up with his girlfriend because of that that i know <laughs> really? my, my friend was in a hot tub with his girlfriend and two other friends and she just started singing and, and like just apropos nothing a whole song an entire three-minute song sung the whole thing. No one stopped her because it's scary. Mm-hmm. When someone just starts singing, you don't want to, It's like waking a sleepwalker. You're yeah. like, if I stop them, anything could be possible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they broke up not too long after that. But can I make a confession? Go ahead. I ended up liking the movie by the end of it. Really? Yeah. But solely... Mm-hmm. Because I really, really like Queen. Yeah, I know. And like the end, the last like thirty-five minutes of movie 
are just like live performances mm-hmm. and with live recordings of Queen songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's so fucking good yeah, that he like, kills it. I can't I can't not like it. I like, thought it was uh, again, I walked out, but I thought it was weirdly unfair to Queen as a band though, based on yeah. what I saw where it's like if you listen to like a Queen album, like Queen is very clearly like a democracy. Like yeah, if you yeah, look yeah, yeah. at the and songwriting like Brian choice, Brian May is an incredible Brian May guitarist. Is just as important, but like they made the movie seem like Queen fucking sucked, and then Freddie Mercury came up, sang to them, and yeah. then all yeah. of a sudden they were good because he told them to be good. Mm-hmm. Like that's clearly. I mean, not it how was Queen definitely worked. like they both. Were, yeah, they, all the components mattered. For it's sure. a very weird band to that's do that. That's why with. I like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's why I like them so much because like that's such a weird band. Oh, they're a weird band for sure. I just mean like to tell the biography that way is they're the weirdest band to do. There are plenty of bands you could be like this one guy's the genius, right. like, yeah. but See, Queen like, is not like one if of it was them. about yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival, yeah, exactly. you'd be like, yeah, John Fogarty came up and he like taught everybody to play their instruments. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, bam, 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 Great. I've got my Credence tape, you know, fucking yeah. I'm full on with, uh, with the Big dude. Lebowski, yeah. yeah. Plus, he, plus he has that sick, uh, that sick Northern California accent we all have. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. we all say yeah. Boynin <laughs> when we're talking about fires and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, you know, I right mean. Right next to Zanku Chicken. <laughs> but like in a weird way, I mean. I know, I, I know that I'm like bringing way more of me th- to this movie than it sure. deserved. But like when Freddie Mercury was like, "Yeah, I'm about to die. I'm gonna do the thing that I want to do." Yeah, like I don't know. It made me think of Ben in a weird oh, way, yeah. where it was like, "Yeah, he was still like he knew he was gonna die, and he was like, I'm gonna be exactly me. I'm gonna be the me that I've always been." Sure. And uh, I don't know. There was just something really. There was something touching about touching that. about that. Yeah, I and mean, Rami Malek's pretty great. Yeah, I I thought he did a really good job. And uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't hate the movie, but I definitely feel you in that. Like, it, it did this weird thing where it was it went chronologically for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like a movie doesn't have to do that it doesn't have to start uh, once upon a time there was uh you know uh, freddie mercury and it's like it doesn't need to start there yeah like you can get a story from from anywhere yeah anything. so instead it felt like less than a documentary about queen i mean they tried to do that the behind p- the music rise and fall thing where like that's not the most interesting story like the most interesting story is like that dude was just so good at like he was freddie mercury was so good at performing that in Kurt Cobain's suicide note, he mentioned Freddie Mercury. He was wow. like, I wish I had a connection to the audience like Freddie Mercury has. Damn. Like that, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I've never forgotten that. And I don't know, like when you listen to the live performances that they were yeah. playing in the movie, you're like, yeah, I fucking kind of get it. I get how you could be at Live Aid or whatever mm-hmm. and see like the Stones and all these supposedly good bands and then Freddie Mercury comes out and just like blows and, everybody yeah. the fuck out of the water. Can you imagine you just sat through fucking Bono like waving yeah, yeah. a flag around yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh my God. And then like who Bono wants to be comes out yeah. and you're like, oh, that's the real guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie Mercury would do that shit that every lead singer does where they like 
change the melody spontaneously in the middle of the song. Yeah. But like when Freddie Mercury did it, it was good. Right, 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 right. Yeah. He could do it because he there was like notes that he was like, I can't hit this note live right now. So I'm just going to do, you know, uh, a, a different thing. And he would be beautiful. It right. Would... And if you heard Bohemian Rhapsody, you'd be like, well, there's no way they're going to play this live. Yeah. There's no way they can do it. That you yeah. know, This is an entire, this is totally like a studio yeah. creation. Yeah. Which are a lot of bands are like that. Yeah, sure. You know, Third Eye Blind comes to mind. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Look, Stephen Jenkins is the Freddie Mercury of our time. I mean, in terms of oh, like, yeah, fuck, ooh, fuck my dick. This is my, <laughs> this is my impression of. Uh... I mean, in terms of being like a produ- like a, a guy who self produced an album, that guy's a fucking uh, genius. Yes. But lick my balls. Yeah, lick the balls. Yeah, <laughs> I really love Stephen Jenkins. He fucked my friend for a while, and he said, "Lick my balls." No, he came like this. <laughs> but I always hoped that he came like, "Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck do, my do, dick, do. fuck my dick, <laughs> do 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 it." <laughs> yeah. Cannot masturbate. Yeah, All right. he said that that one time. You did? Yeah, he on... said, "Cannot masturbate." He said, can I masturbate? They bleeped it. It's like on the American Music Awards. Oh, good for him. And it's like, wow, what a punk move by, like, he thought he was being so fucking punk on, like, the he's, American Music Awards. First of all, he was, because he's a badass. I mean, speak- shut your goddamn mouth. But speaking of art as, like, a as a magic trick, yeah. I feel like they're a perfect example, because everything yeah. that Stephen Jenkins does, I feel like, I, I listen to it, and I think, oh, this guy would be a nightmare to hang out with. But yeah. like the but musically it works so well. Oh, it's great. <laughs> That's know? almost every person that seems like they would be really cool to hang out with that's like a celebrity is probably actually a nightmare to be around. Well, yeah. I mean like the whole the whole thing is like you want an artist to be a little bit too present and, and have too, huge personality and, but just, when you're in a room with that you're like and be too gushy like he's so like yeah. he's so gushy yeah. like it's like it's all the songs are kind of like a teen girl's diary but that's yeah. kind of why it's so good that's why it fucking works yeah that's why it's yeah. so good <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. he knows that sound yeah <laughs> and it's the sound of my my heart in uh, middle school did you guys like <laughs> vice no i liked it Really? I thought it was great. Cause I, here's what I liked about it. It's my main beef with biopics is that... You, you're going to do biopics on this show? Bio, what, biopic? I just like biopic. I hate biopic. I also say biopic. Yeah. Biopic seems like it's like a like doctor. A, you're like yeah, a trying to make it a science yeah. word or something. Yeah. It's like, no, it's bio, biographical picture. I'm not going to say what I'm anyway. going to say if you keep making fun of it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. Uh is that they just fuck the movie up and you're like, this is not how this thing happened. I know this right. isn't how this happened. I know this. Ha- and at least in this movie, they go, look, we don't know what exactly happened. The other thing I like about it is there's a there's like a push in every biopic to have. See, you didn't believe it. To have these it. sort of like moments, <laughs> these critical moments be sort of epic. Mm-hmm. And this was just like a bunch of guys in a room kind of like spitballing ideas. And it there it was like kind of intimate. And it, was, it wasn't like this grand thing. It was just these guys talking in this yeah, room. Like, and it felt super like like minor. And I think that's probably pretty accurate is just these guys yeah. going, yeah, maybe you could do this with Saddam Hussein. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, let's get a uh, fucking so-and-so on the phone. You know, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, it yeah. typically would have no, been. I, it wasn't an Aaron Sorkin fucking movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It's just, for me, it, it, every scene almost went like one joke too far yes. into a thing that I didn't want to hear a joke about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Got it. You were like, I uh, uh, see. I like. I'm a big Jokes Iraq fan. War supporter. They're like all, <laughs> all of them. So just well, like any joke, AKA about, the Good War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any joke about that? I like oil. I like oil companies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just big Halliburton fans. Yeah, so I'm fucking just dying when I'm hearing those jokes. No, I, I. Uh, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess that didn't bother me. I, don't, I didn't really. I remember. It wasn't like I was like, fuck, this is really upsetting. I was like, yeah, this is probably exactly how the fucking world got fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You know? But I still would at least like it to make an attempt to like at least try and pretend to know who he who Dick Cheney is as a, as a person. Yeah. And it right. does not even attempt to right. do that. Yeah. I, I think. He, it, in a way, it's like he is just this guy that's kind of going about. Doing, I feel like they're just guys that are so fucking boring. They probably don't have much going on. I think him and Donald Rumsfeld, it's almost like they're like who they are is really just on the outside. Like they probably believe the stupid fucking things they mm-hmm. say. Yeah, like yeah. when but they the think movie... they're being patriots and they're really stealing money, like it, somehow in their mind, they don't think deep enough to like know that those are completely conflicting yeah 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 but you to know, me the goal. movie doesn't even make an attempt to show you that like at points they're like what do we believe and then they just laugh and walk away and it's like yeah that's funny right like yeah, as okay, a I thing get, get, but like that. if you're making a movie about these two guys like at least show me okay why did that guy laugh mm-hmm. like, why does take. that guy think it's funny have a take on right. who they yeah. are like and I, other than just like shadow bad guys right. which i get it they totally are but i will say this uh he, christian bale looked like him <laughs> he did yeah. dude yes. i didn't even think about christian bale the entire time yeah, i was watching too. that was the other thing is like it's a lot of times i go ah fucking gary oldman or like whoever <laughs> I, this, I, I this i was like my girlfriend's like, I think they used too much makeup on Christian Bale. I was like, who? Oh, fuck, that's Christian Bale. Like, it yeah. was like I, I didn't even. Yeah, no, I thought they did a really good job with the makeup. I thought I thought he, he looked like, oh, like yeah, him. that's Christian and, Bale. I like Christian Bale. And I truly am someone who will, like, watch an entire biopic because that fool looked like that fool. Yeah. I saw Christian Bale, like, Damn. a couple of, like, like a few months ago, yeah. I went to go see he, uh, a screening of Heat with mm-hmm. Michael Mann, like where yeah. he was giving a Q and A afterwards, mm-hmm. and Christian Bale was sitting like three rows in front of me, so Damn. I could see him the whole time. But what was really funny is like, I don't think he's a person because the way he was dressed was like, if someone decided they were like, okay, Michael Mann likes men. Mm-hmm. I've got to dress like a man because uh-huh. I'm meeting with Michael Mann. So he was wearing it's like in the name. He was wearing like <laughs> no, but you know you yeah, 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 yeah. like he was wearing like Sears Carhartt clothes, but yeah. they were like yeah. brand new. And I was like, he clearly is just like I have to. I'm playing. I'm I'm making this movie with Michael Mann right now. I have to dress because he likes like manly men. Yeah, like peak actor honey, shit. Honey, go go down to Sears and get me the shittiest flannel you can uh-huh. find. <laughs> Honey is the name of his assistant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of our so I, we got an email that I wanted to read. Oh, time um, to play the bumper. Oh shit. Twenty nineteen. We always play the bumper. All right, I'm not gonna play the bumper. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, because I have the clip queued up on All my, right. on my uh, iTunes. Do it. Uh, I gotta read the email that the guy. Oh, uh, we're never gonna get on Cricket Media if you don't play the bumper. I'm sorry. I'll put it in there in post. 
We Hello. love John Favreau. Pod save the Fratcast. Hello, Fratsman. A bit of hashtag content for you today. I recently went on a true crime podcast binge, and that led me to Thunder Bay about all the corruption and murder bullshit in Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's got some pretty wild stories and is a pretty and is decently put together. But the shining gem for me came when they're describing the town of Thunder Bay and use audio from a video posted on a YouTube channel called Thunder Bay Dirty. A Canadian bro trashes the town for being dirty while while rotor, rollerblading and, <laughs> and complaining about he can't even fucking rollerblade here. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that this is a Joe Sinclitico bit that was picked up and used. Please confirm or deny, deny this. All right. Let's, let's hear it. I have the clip. Hold on. I feel special. It's I'm going to say yes just because I like this guy talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to turn that back up. Sorry, it's not even plugged in. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. No, Just the fact that in. I popped into some random dude that listens well, you'll to see podcast why. brain. Yeah. What do you mean? But some clips are just straight up rage, like this angry commentary about how filthy the city is. Look at this shit. Look how fucking dirty that is. Look at the sidewalks. I can't even fucking rollerblade. That's how fucking pathetic it is. The city is shit. Look at it. How the hell am I supposed to rollerblade in this? Look at this. This is complete shit. Clean this shit up. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> the way he says, oh, God, the way awesome. he says fuck especially oh reminds me of Joe. God. Oh, God, that's awesome. <laughs> is that not you, dude? That is really fucking funny, dude. That's amazing. Thunder dude. Bay Dirty. Is- uh, yeah, okay. Holy right. shit, dude. Fuck. And he's from Florida? <laughs> no, he's from Canada. Oh, my God. He was like... Am I Canadian? I mean, I guess... By fucking blood. dirty that is. Look at the sidewalk. Fucking dirty that is. I can't even fucking rollerblade. That's so <laughs> oh, fucking pathetic. That shit makes me want to rip pussies' heads off. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, like when we were talking about the Iraq War, I remember around that time watching you do stand up, and you had some bit about like us bombing a building, and then like them showing like the dead dead babies. Yeah. You were, like, it's all right though. They weren't Christian babies. Yeah, and and it was like yeah, the that was thing, like a funny bit at the time. And then I remember one time you did it, and there was like some dude in a chase shirt who tried that, to fight me. That took it as like complete face value, yeah. like you were actually serious and not like making a point about right. Yeah, yeah. I said they oh, but so they're pagan babies or fucking, something. Fucking kidding me, bro? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yes. Yeah, he tried to fight me. <laughs> I'm literally kidding you. I, they so many people tried to fight me in La Jolla, and it was great. One yeah. time, a guy complained to the manager. The manager's like, yeah, man, I'd never heard this one before. He actually said, like, you ruined everything that he had seen before you. Like, you had traveled through time. You were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that is impressive. You're like, which part was it? He's was- like, I was having a good time, and I saw him, and it actually ruined everything I saw before. <laughs> he ruined being fucking horny for me. <laughs> now, every time I'm horny and I come, I'm like, oh. <laughs> literally my favorite bit in the world is you just on stage going <laughs> that's my favorite bit to do <laughs> now <That's> so it's just a it's just a guy <laughs> <laughs> who just it hurts because it's so he gets so horny. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, so fucking horny. Oh, my penis. Oh. Oh, 
that's all Matt ever has to do to make me laugh. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we quote that. <laughs> Anytime we're in the car, I just go, oh, <laughs> oh. Anyways, honestly, oh, God. It's, it's fucking... It's bomb-ass writing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that keeps me going. I wish there was 10 million people like you guys that thought that was funny. Most of the time when I do that, they're like, what the fuck is happening? There's at least, <laughs> yeah. least 10,000 people who like that. <laughs> at, at least. And if I, or they, at most. If, they could, if I, they could just get on a Patreon or something, I'd be sad. I'd... At Joe Sinclitico yeah, yeah, yeah. on Venmo. Yeah. So we have another email about Joe. Oh, really? Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh, God, I am afraid to die. Is this the guy that comes out? He's like, Joe's a fucking Vince hates art. Um, I hate that I have to Hey there, that. frauders. I was relaxing on the couch during holiday break and flipping through the channels. The Game Show Network had an episode of <laughs> America Says on, and the title was Wedding Planners versus The Synclitico's. On a whim, I thought it, I'd turn it on to see if Frotsman Joe was on it. I don't imagine Synclitico as a common name. Sure enough, there he was. Uh, Ricky Bobby voice. No disrespect intended, but our man shit the bed. I don't think he got a single answer correct. I'm not, I'm not writing this to dunk on Joe, but to ask, what game show do you think you'd, get, you'd be good at but would probably screw up? For me, it's fast money part of Family Feud. I like mm. making fun of the dumb answers, but know that if Steve Harvey were in front of me asking questions, I'd screw it up. Yeah. Okay, guy, I fucking didn't get one answer correct. Wait, so there's correct answers on this? I thought Dude, it was like the family feud. Okay, so this is what it is. It's called America Says, and they go, we pulled... Uh, it's like Pyramid. We pulled, uh, uh, you know, whatever people, which they probably don't. It's probably like right somewhere. People. And they go, uh, you know, who, who, what uh, famous person, dead famous person they'd like to meet? And then it gives you the first, like if it's Abraham Lincoln, it'll give you like a... And then like a dash that's uh-huh. kind of like longer. So it's like family feud meets dash. And then you have Wheel to guess. But the thing is, is that there'll be like six answers that are super easy that everybody gets. And then there'll be like two that like who the fuck knows what that could yeah. Like it just makes no sense that those are answers basically. Yeah. Um, and it just by the luck of the draw, because I was the last person. So it was like, my sisters would get the easy ones. Then it would go to my bro- brother-in-law, Ray, who was really fucking good. He would get like all the ones that were like, he would crush it. And then the only thing that was left was the last, like the worst, <laughs> hardest one. Yeah. And it would go to me. There's literally cuts of me where I'm just like, I'm farce. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even say a fucking word. Yeah. There's a clip online of me saying farce. And uh, yeah, I fucked it up, and my sisters. And but the best part was, we lost. So we they we were killing it so hard in the practice rounds that they paired us with the the best team. We would have just like our losing score was something like four times higher than the previous team's winning yeah. score. Yeah. So, anyways, whatever. But it was actually really fucking fun because yeah. you go there and they train you to play this game. By the time. That the the we were shooting this episode. I was an expert fucking America says player, mm-hmm. and it was just like. But it was also we were there for nine hours. Oof. By the time they shot it, so by the time we shot this, my brain was fucking gobbledygook. Like I could not fucking. Think was there correct. a warm up comedian there? No, it was just the guy from Best in Show who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Eugene Levy. No, no, no. The other dude, the gay dude. Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. M- Michael McKeon's boyfriend. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I forget that, that guy's guy. name. He's, he's very so good. good. He's, he's so good, good dude. And, and but anyway, so we f- we we shot this. We lose right. Then we start walking off, and me and my brother-in-law were like, "Oh, that's fun. That was fun. You know, like that was really fun. Like we had a lot of fun." I look at my sisters. They're fucking heated, dude. They're like, <laughs> they're like grabbing producers. They're like, that fucking uh, question was on the practice that like they're bitching. I'm like, oh no, 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 what's happening? What's happening? The producers come up. They're like, hey, we need you guys to go back out there um, because uh, we're just gonna shoot some extended segment or whatever. And my <laughs> my sisters are like. We're not fucking going out there. <laughs> we just lost. <laughs> We're not going back out there, dude. Like, we, you can't ask. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then there, there's literally PAs like, uh, she's removing the microphone. She's removing the microphone. <laughs> what do we do? We don't know what to do. She's removing the microphone. And I'm like, Grammar! I'm like, Jessica Molly, you guys got to calm down. You guys got to. Eventually we went out, but they were fucking having it. It was fun. No, we no. asked a hundred people what they would do if their dog was licking shit out of their own ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was like the and 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 the people there were like so nice and it was like I I couldn't believe the level of energy that they put out. Like yeah. the PAs, like usually you're on a like a set and people are like just burn out. Maybe because it's like game shows and it's like everybody's playing a game show and it's like it was like playing a board game on TV. Like you're right. like just like fucking amped up yeah, 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 stu- yeah, yeah. the stupid game but it was like so much fun yeah. recommend everybody go on a game show I nice. definitely feel like it would be easy to yell at your spouse in one of those games yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my sisters like still just think I'm like a re- they always have thought I was a, a retarded person now they definitely do yeah. yeah all right we got one more email which I thought was really good Hey, Frauders, just trying to be a friendly neighborhood Frotcast listener here and bring to your attention a documentary on Netflix about circumcision in America. Oh, no. Matt, it's your, this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. called, it's called American Circumcision. Not sure if you've seen it or talked about it already, blah, blah, blah. It turns nah. out it's been on Netflix for most of 2018, but oh, I just stumbled yeah. across it. And man, it delivers. Spoiler. There's a seg- segment where we hear from an intactivist member and foreskin educator who gives talks about the different types of male orgasms he achieves by, quote, tickling his frenulum. <laughs> he also takes videos himself of himself doing it. And yeah, he brings those to the talks for educational purposes. Man. Anyway, I only made it about an hour in, but it gave me and my girlfriend a few good chuckles. And while we suffered through our New Year's hangover, while we suffered through our New Year's hangovers, mm-hmm. and I thought of y'all when I saw it. Well, time for me to get back to my screenplay, where Mark Wahlberg latches on to the intactivist movement and runs around South Boston trying to save all the baby wieners from evil Vietnamese cut doctors. <laughs> the doctor, he's cutting all the wieners. The babies won't have orgasms like they should. <laughs> Thanks for all the great content over the years. Fraud on Nick, oh, Nick from Boston. Someone, yeah, Nick. someone sent that to me. Uh, the doctors, they're cutting all the. He's cutting all the wieners. Cutting all the wieners. <laughs> yeah, I, I will eventually watch it again. I want to point out, it's not like I'm super pro circumcision. I don't think it's. The, I am. I don't think it's <laughs> staunchly pro circumcision. I don't think it's super necessary, but like to really to be an, an intactivist, you really have to have a very narrow focus. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird to be so obsessed with like to children's dicks. Children's yeah. dicks. Yeah. It's just like, and, and or just know. to be a male and be like, my orgasms aren't good enough. Yeah, I can't imagine a more sensitive dick, and these people can. And by the way, 
tickling your f- what f- frenulum? Mm-hmm. That's like the the underside I of guess. the right yeah. where the 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 skin meets the 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 head of the penis. Uh, yeah, I think so. Everyone does that, <laughs> right? That's yeah. the most flavorful part. That's the most flavorful <laughs> part. That's where you lick the most. I'm just saying, it's just like <laughs> the idea that you need this guy, that this guy thinks people need him. Mm-hmm. Is way weirder than circumcision. Yeah. Circumcision at least makes kind of sense, like in a, in a medical sense, where you're like, well, when you're an infant, you know, uh, you won't have to clean their foreskin as much. You know. Yeah. Remember that thing where the and uh, that's where a lot of STDs transmit the... through is you through your foreskin. Yeah. Remember I... that thing though, where it was like. Uh, like in the Orthodox Jewish community, there's some like thing yeah where they suck the di- the where blood. they suck the baby's dick and well, they're giving them herpes. Yeah, see that's the thing is like that, <laughs> come on. Wait, excuse me. What what, what is this? Yeah. Wait, so, what the fuck did a, you just say to me? There's a small <laughs> the sucking the baby's dick. <laughs> there's a small sect of Orthodox uh, uh, Jewish moils, very small, uh, that will when they cut the foreskin off, they'll suck the blood. Now, you could look at that and say, hey, that guy's sucking a baby's dick. <laughs> or you could say, well, look at the whole getup. Clearly, these are fanatics. Right. Not, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Oh, um, it's just like any fun. Every every weird fundamentalist sect is like they pick some random time from history and they're like, well, this is when God liked yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And you can't do anything that they didn't have. Like, right, exactly. Like do ISIS, you, where they're like, oh, an ice machine? We didn't have that back in I, Muhammad's I do, time. I do love that the Hasidic Jews think that the 1700s is when God liked people the most. <laughs> Literally yeah. the worst. Like, I can't imagine. Maybe the 1600s. Or it's like, Dude, oh, sorry, a- you can't use this plow because the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch only had spoons. You're going to have to. You're gonna have to use you're gonna have to use a spoon to sow all these seeds. Yeah, and, and when I was getting my online moil certification, <laughs> they specifically said to use Listerine before you suck the baby's dick. <laughs> so it's what kind of more. fucking amateur? Uh, anyway, I like your Long Island comment, a comic who only talks about Jewish circumcision. Yeah. These Jews are sucking baby. Hey, Bobby, come on here. Listen to what Tommy just told me. <laughs> the Jews are sucking babies' dicks again in the fucking HIV. <laughs> Unbelievable, these fucking guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. I will eventually watch that documentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we've had a wonderful pod. What do you think? I think we've had yeah, we definitely have. Yeah. yeah. Guys, thanks so hey, much. Hey, thanks to Peter from Boston and the whoever mentioned me. There's Nick from Boston. <laughs> we got to re-mention those guys cuz when they when you mention me it makes me feel special. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Uh so Joe, Fuck. where can we find you on Twitter? Dude, uh you can find me on at Joseph Clinic on Instagram. That's my best work. At best work on Instagram. Good, yeah. So go on Instagram right now. Twitter I kind of suck at. Follow Joseph Clinico. Uh, and Joey, Round Ball Rock Podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a funny podcast about the NBA. Hell uh, yeah! But this week's, if you don't like the NBA, listen to this week's anyway because it's a special. Made, you should I, have on Paul Shirley. Do you know Paul Shirley? I I know who Paul Shirley is. I've read his book. I don't know him personally. Oh, we know him. I know yeah. him. He's a good I buddy. I definitely man. like to have Paul on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this week we did a special true crime podcast, a ep- true mm. crime episode about these teens who tricked all these bloggers this year on Twitter and started like an NBA Twitter fight because they were pretending to be like (laughs) reporters from the Newark (laughs) Sun and stuff. And they tricked a Chicago radio station and one of of the teens actually went on and was like, the Bulls are going to draft this guy. 
Uh, for and, no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Just because <laughs> yeah. they thought it was funny. Because they're teens. That and, is awesome. Yeah, and then all these ra- and and then went away, and no one know, knew who they were. They were called the Scoop at the Scoop NBA, uh-huh. and we found them and interviewed them. Uh-huh. Could right. you imagine Great. having to like? punish your son for that like i would just be like <laughs> dude high five him yeah, yeah i'd be like i can't like if you keep doing this there's probably a future in it yeah, yeah. yeah. no they were so funny too because they were all pretending to re- be reporters and each of their reporter bios had like avid coffee drinker in the <laughs> <bio>. <laughs> oh, got you that is good i mean i think the way to parent is like if your kid does something bad but they make you laugh yeah then it's like okay Right. Yeah. It's like if you do something bad Agreed. and you don't make me laugh, then you get punished. No, the yeah. only people mad at these guys, these kids were like 22 year old bloggers anyway. Right. They were like, yeah. you're stealing my livelihood. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I like coffee. <laughs> uh, the, uh, there was a really funny part where one of the fake reporters got like a guy in their DMs was like, you fucking fake. And the guy just went back and was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is how I feed my family. And the guy immediately was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. So round ball rock pod, uh, get it on iTunes, Stitcher, all those shits right now and listen to that episode Put it in your ass. And uh, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Frogcast at gmail.com for any of your emails. Vince, what's the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. And patreon.com slash frogcast. We have uh, you know some great, great bonus episodes that are out. And uh, we got some new tiers for 2019 coming to you next week. Oh, Woo! and my favorite movie of... Uh, Probably. Yeah. My favorite movie of the year statement. was the trailer for Surfer Teen Confronts Fear. In oh, case yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. seen it, that you should amazing. watch that. Oh. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. You guys haven't seen that? No. You guys oh, would God, fucking love it, it's dude. It's fucking You're gonna beautiful. have to check it out. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins. These are pretty cool.